0: George Leslie robbed banks in the 1800s and he is still known as the king of all bank robbers. His gang stole more than $7 million between 1868 and 1878, an amount that would total over $134 million in today's buckaroos. And he did it without hurting a soul. So how did he do it? Well, you're gonna find out in today's episode. I'm Joshua Roberts, attorney at Law, and you are watching Lawyer Up. Today we're gonna be talking about George Leslie, who has been dubbed the king of bank robbers or the king of heists. We're gonna talk about his life and what led him to bank robbery. We're gonna talk about how he was able to pull off all of the bank robberies without hurting a soul. And then we're gonna talk about the slip up that led to his demise. So if you enjoy the episode, hit that like button. If you got something to say, comment below. If you haven't subscribed yet, then hit that subscribe button. And if you've got friends or family that you think might enjoy this channel, then share me with them on social media. So let's talk about George Leslie, the king of bank robbers george leslie was born in 1842 to two immigrants from england he grew up in cincinnati ohio where his family owned a very successful brewery leslie ultimately went to school and became an architect and opened up his own architectural firm in cincinnati ohio however after his parents died he sold everything And he moved to New York City. Now it was in New York City where he ultimately fell into the criminal or the gangster lifestyle, and he met the members that would be a part of his bank-robbing gang. Leslie selected each individual based upon the specific skill set that they had that could be of benefit on the particular job. Now he had several core members of his gang, and they all had nicknames like Shang and Banjo and Red and. Worcester. Now, Shang, he was the number two guy. His real name was Tom Draper. uh, And you're going to want to remember that name because he pops up a little later on in the episode. So from 1868 to 1878, Historians believe that this gang and other groups that were coached by Leslie were responsible for over 80% of the bank robberies in America. They hit banks in Philadelphia, Manhattan, New York City, and Baltimore, just to name a few. The biggest bank they ever robbed was New York's Ocean National Bank in 1869 where they stole over $700,000. Now, that would be $13.5 million in today's dollars. Quite a heist. And as we go through the gang's methods today, if you're reminded of the movie Ocean's Eleven, uh, there might uh, be more than just a little coincidence that the biggest bank that Leslie ever robbed was named ocean. So let's go back to 1868. Now, the way that most people robbed banks back then was they would ride into town, they'd go into the bank, they'd shoot everybody, and then they would blow up the safe with dynamite. However, this method was fraught with problems because these people were not explosive experts. I read a story that on one occasion, the gang rolls into the bank, they shoot everybody, and then they take the dynamite over and they try to blow up the safe, but they didn't bring enough dynamite. So they couldn't do it. And when the leader found out they didn't have any more dynamite, He got mad and shot his whole crew and just left the bank. On another occasion, a gang used too much dynamite. So when they blew up the safe, they literally blew everything to smithereens. They blew up the safe, they blew up the money, they blew up the bank, and they blew themselves up. So obviously this wasn't the best way to rob a bank. So in 1868, when George Leslie comes along, he doesn't kill anybody. He doesn't even hurt anybody. He doesn't use guns, he doesn't blow things up. It's all stealth. In fact, George Leslie was never arrested or spent a day in jail for his bank robberies. Nobody even suspected he was a bank robber until well after his death. So how did he do it? Well, the answer to that is with meticulous research and with meticulous planning. So with every robbery, he basically did seven things to assure that it went off without a hitch. Number one, he would rent a warehouse in the vicinity of the bank so that his team could set up and they could do their preparations, sometimes over several months or even years as they planned the robbery. Number two, he would familiarize himself with the physical structure of the bank. Leslie would often get architectural blueprints if he could. Remember, he was an architect. And he would build models of important areas of the bank in the warehouse. Sometimes these were full-scale models of areas of importance inside the bank facility itself. He did this so the gang could practice in the warehouse, but it was just like they were inside that particular part of the bank facility. The third thing Leslie would do is familiarize himself with the operations of the bank. He would either become a customer of the bank, uh, he'd get a checking account or maybe a safety deposit box so that he had a reason to go in the bank uh, several times during the week. He did this so they'd have a better understanding of the operations inside the bank, how many employees they had, basically where they were standing within the course of the day at the bank. Often they would try to get a member of the gang hired as an employee of the bank and on a couple of occasions they even got a member of the gang hired as the security guard for the bank obviously on those occasions things went much smoother for george leslie but the bottom line was he always familiarized himself with the internal operations number four he would do external surveillance of the area surrounding the bank He would watch the bank for days. He would watch for traffic flow, peak customer times, security guard rotations, deliveries, everything relevant to the comings and goings of the particular bank that was being targeted by the gang. Number five, they would master the safe that was being used by the bank. So once they discovered the type of safe that the bank was using, They would simply go out and buy or rent one and bring it into the warehouse so they could study it over several weeks or months to determine a way to get into it without the combination. You've seen in movies where they put on a stethoscope and they listen to the dial as they turn it. Well, that was reality for this gang. And when that didn't work, George Leslie came up with a little device that was ingenious. It's the sixth step in his plan and it's called the little joker. So the little joker was a circular device that was made out of tin, and it had a couple of wires that uh, were attached to it. And so here's how he used it. So you have to know that on a lot of these old safes, you could pop, off the face of the number dial. It just came right off of the safe. So what they would do is they would pop off the face and they would insert the little joker inside of the dial so it fit around the internal components of the dial and then they would simply replace the face over time as the vault was opened and the turning of the dial it would score the tin that was on the inside and make cuts in it so as the safe was opened and the dial was turned over several days the wear pattern on the little joker would reveal the combination to the safe. And last but not least, number seven, the gang would always practice their robbery. Sometimes if they had this set built in their warehouse, they would do it there. There were occasions where they would actually break into the bank at night and go through the steps of the robbery and then leave without taking anything just a practice for the ultimate safe cracking adventure. And this was the basic seven step formula that they used for all of their robbery. And the gang made a lot of money over those 10 years. They stole over $7 million, which would be the equivalent of $134 million in today's dollars. And while it's subjective, some would quibble that George Leslie is the king of all bank robbers. There are others that hit more banks. There are others that stole more money. But nobody did it with the stealth of George Leslie. Nobody has done it without guns. Nobody has done it without hurting people. Nobody has done it to the volume that he did without damaging any property at all of the bank. It's truly amazing. Unfortunately for George Leslie, his successful string of bank robberies ended in 1878 when his body turned up in Yonkers, New York with three bullet holes in his head. It seems that the one caper that George Leslie did not meticulously plan or cover up was his affair with Tom Draper's wife. Shang got his revenge on June 4th of 1878, when he shot George Leslie dead. And that's the story of the King of Heists. I hope you enjoyed the episode. If you did, smash that like button for me. If you got something to say, comment below. And if you're interested in this story and you want more information on all of the heists of George Leslie, I would recommend the book King of Heists by Jay Conway. It's available in all bookstores on Amazon and on barnesandnoble.com. And remember, if you haven't subscribed to the channel, then do it. Do it. Do it. Subscribe. And last but not least, you guys know I love it when you share me on social media. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode. My name is Joshua Roberts, attorney at law, and you've been watching The Lawyer Up. Send lawyers, guns, and money.